Well, hello and welcome back to the Prison Pod. Today we are going to be recording episode five, Don't Do It Alone, with Rob Corbin. And again, this is on forgiveness, leaving the emotional cage. So great to have you back again, Rob. Yeah, good to be here. Good to be here. This is a a big day for me coming up. I'm going to be uh, in, uh, what? let's see here, about seven, eight hours I'll be lying in an operating room <laughs> and uh they're they're going to be uh, putting uh, a catheter into my heart and seeing what's going on uh uh with uh maybe blockage and stuff so I'm I'm a little anxious about that but I'm really glad that we're doing this because it's taking my mind off of uh you know the uh activities later in the day today so I I uh, I'm glad that we're doing this <laughs> I need a little distraction this morning, so, yeah. I'm sending some virtual positive energy your way. Yeah, thank you, Valerie. Thank you. All right. I can actually feel a little bit of it right now, so that's great. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah. So we've been um, doing lots of talking on forgiving, and uh, I think today's subject is a really important one. Uh, because a lot of times we try to do everything on our own, and that's not always possible. So I think that this is exactly what we're looking at today. Could you talk a little about that? Yeah, yeah. You know, when I when I came up with this name of the episode, that you know it it won't work on your own. <clears throat> the fact is that it may work on your own, but there's a risk involved that it won't. And, um, you know, we're, we're really good at making commitments and not keeping them. Um, for those listening, there probably are some men who are nodding their heads up and down when I say we're good at making commitments and not keeping them. When it comes to making commitments to others and not keeping them, we do the same thing to ourselves. We make commitments to ourselves and we don't follow through on it. We don't follow through on it. Um, and I'll tell you why, because there's no one to hold us accountable for our actions. You know, who's going to know other than us, right? By the way, Valerie, I got to tell you a little joke. When, when we talk about accountability, who's going to know? This is, a, I, I got to share this because it's funny. So a priest in a church that uh, for Sunday morning mass, the priest calls in sick because he's just itching to go play golf, you know? And and so he, uh, he uh, calls the church a couple hours before mass and he says, you know, I'm not going to make it in today. I'm not feeling well. I'm under the weather. You're going to, you know, have to find a, a, another priest, you know, and Oh, gosh, Father, thanks for the call. I hope you feel better. And Yeah, don't worry about it. We're going to be okay. So then he uh, he got an out to go play golf, right? He's on the golf course. It's just him. He's on the golf course. And the first hit is a hole-in-one. The guy, the, the priest can't believe it. That is the first time in his years of playing golf that he finally hits a hole-in-one. So he's really excited. And, and he's thinking, gosh, I can't wait to share this with, with my congregation. And then he stops and realizes, oh, man, I can't do that because I'm supposed to be sick. 
you know, so, so he, uh, he says, who's going to find out? I want to share it with everybody, but I can't share it with anyone because I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be in bed sick, you know? So it's kind of a funny joke when, when I heard it, but anyway, um, so, you know, you know, when we make, uh, commitments to, to, to do something, there's got to be accountability that if we choose not to fulfill that commitment or we break that commitment, uh, then the consequence is more than just us. It's someone else. And in my class, when it comes to forgiving and making a commitment to forgive, Part of the process, Valerie, in, in this work that we do is, is we choose other men or women, depending on where it is, to hold us accountable for the decision that we're going to make if we choose, in fact, to make that decision to forgive. You know, forgiving is a choice. And the way it works is that we, you know, the, 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 the men uh, choose other men in the circle. Uh, and they ask those men if they're willing to hold them accountable, to hold this person accountable. If the men agree, then I explain to them their role. And their role in this commitment is that if the person who is making the commitment goes sideways, you know, or if they wake up the next morning with, uh, you know, and, and they doubt themselves. And by the way, doubt is normal. Well, we always doubt ourselves. You know, we always you know, uh, SHI ourselves, you know, and, and so when we, when we hold other men, uh, to hold us accountable, our commitment as the person, uh, that is making this, this, this promise to forgive is that if we doubt ourselves, we're going to go to those other people who, who, you know, uh, allowed us to hold them accountable. And, and share with them, hey, you know what I attended, you know, I made a commitment yesterday <clears throat> in Rob's class, and I'm not sure if I really meant it because I'm feeling doubt right now. You know, I made a commitment to forgive my father, you know, and, and I said it out loud that I hereby, you know, uh, agreed to hold the past in the past and not let it affect me emotionally going forward. And I release this negative energy. And I forgive my father. And then they wake up the next morning or the next week and they're feeling doubt that they go to these other men who have agreed to hold them accountable and, and tell them the truth. Hey, I'm feeling doubt. I'm not sure if I really meant what I said. Um, and, and those men, their role is to remind the person who made the commitment that they made an irrevocable decision. Irrevocable meaning it, it's a non-negotiable decision. Irrevocable means you can't go back on your word, you know? And, and so we need to be reminded by others um, when we make commitments. And the only way we're going to do that is to allow others to hold us accountable for the commitments that we make. So then, you know, if, if we're feeling data, we break the commitment. It's no longer just about us it's about us and the other people i kind of thought about the idea of having a sponsor an aa you know that that person to go to or a mentor yeah. you know um but so does this person that you're accountable to have a 
a phrase like sponsor or is it their accountability partner? I call it, in my class, I call it uh, men that they choose for support um, and accountability, support and accountability. So um, they play two roles. You know, one is emotional support during the process, you know, where they're, you know, there's a questionnaire and part of the process of forgiving is reading the questionnaire. And then there is a pledge that they read out loud. And that pledge includes the words, an irrevocable decision. I choose to make an irrevocable decision to forgive this person or or forgive myself or both. You know, forgiving is not just about forgiving others. It's about forgiving ourselves. So whatever they make a decision to do, uh, they are using the words, an irrevocable, non-negotiable decision. They are making, they, they are stating those words freely. And I tell them, hey, you know, read the words first. If you're not 100% secure in reading it out loud, then don't do it. But if you do read it out loud, you are making an irrevocable decision. Uh, and you're going to be held accountable. And your accountability also is to go to those men who agreed to support you and to share with them your struggles of uh, holding that commitment. So, you know, it's a higher level of, of, of commitment when there's others involved and it's not just us. You know, the thing I love about this whole process is even though it's based on forgiveness, it's also, I don't know if the word teaching is the word I want to use, but it's showing other ways and skills and tools of communicating with other people, which helps build a level of trust amongst the men, which is something that's missing inside prisons. Trust yeah. is one of the biggest things in the world that you have to be really, really careful who you trust and to trust with your emotional end. So to be able to give that ability for them to share with each other to tap into those emotions and feelings that have probably been dead for many years because they've not been allowed. Yeah, it's, it's not, you know, it, it's often in our, in our upbringing that, you know, it's been pounded into too many men in this universe that men are strong and, and the definition of strength is not showing emotional vulnerability. And so we, we've been denied permission. Uh, millions of men across the world have been denied permission to allow themselves to, to be emotionally the way that we were designed to be. And we're taught by others to suppress that. So, you know, in reality, strength is allowing yourself to be authentic. And authentic is the ability to own your truth, the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to emotions. And, uh, you know, it's easier to go to a woman uh, if you're a man because, you know, they're, they're much more sympathetic. But, you know, women did not grow up with the same discipline and, and under the same restrictions that a lot of us men, you know, uh, grew up with, with strict fathers who were 
you know, had that macho image and it was so important for that macho image to be transferred to their son um, because that's what they learned from their father, you know. And so allowing other men to be, uh, you know, to allow other men to hold us accountable means that we have to trust emotionally those men and that they care about us enough to hold us accountable. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a real uh, close relationship emotionally that we form with other men when we totally trust them emotionally. And there needs to be more than, you know, there needs to be more of that in prison. I, I, I know that there's, you know, that there's people that click with other people in prison, but, you know, they don't normally share their deepest wounds and and the shadow, that dark side of us emotionally that for many men they've been carrying around for a long time. Um, and, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, the, the moment of truth um, is a very powerful moment when we're able to share that truth and uh, and share it based on our emotions. It's a very powerful experience. I have a question. Have you ever presented this program to the staff? No. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've never requested to, uh, to present it to the staff, and the, and the various prisons have never brought up uh, that as an option. Um, you know, when I do this work, ironically, I travel. Uh, my home state is Arizona, and Arizona is the most difficult place for me to get into the door. So my work takes me to California for the most part, Central and Northern California. Um, we're talking about an eight to ten hour drive, uh, you know, for me to get from Phoenix to Sacramento or Central California. Often I fly, and um, you know, because I pay out of my own pocket, uh, candidly, I don't come in that, you know, as often as I'd like to, you know, it, it, every two to three months. And when I'm there, I'm there for somewhere between two and four days. It just depends on the prison and, and if they have the uh, uh, the chapel open or if there's a room that will accommodate, you know, 20 to 25 minutes. Space is always a problem in prison to have the space, especially to devote to a full day class. So, you know, and then the other thing is, Valerie, there, there's more men who sign up than there's space available. So, you know, this is for the inmates. Um, if, if a prison asks me to come in and to, uh, to devote my program to staff, I would certainly consider it. But it would be a separate program, uh, you know, because I don't want to interfere with the work that I'm doing with the inmates, you know, but it's certainly a good idea. I think it would be an amazing idea only because, you know, I don't know if we've had this conversation, but the conversation has happened many times on the podcast that a lot of people who go into corrections have the same backgrounds, problems, uh, dysfunctional homes as people who end up in prison. So if they have all those emotional baggages that they're lugging around, they're bringing that to work and they're oh, yeah. bringing that into 
the daily interactions with the men and women that they work yeah. with. Yeah. So this whole thing about forgiving and emotional healing, this goes across the board throughout society, especially today. So I want people to be aware this is not something that just happens to people in prison. I mean, we all have these um, all of us barriers. All of us, exactly. All of us, all of us. So, and so I don't want to to have people that are sitting inside listening to this thinking that we're saying, oh, well, it's only them. And it's not just them that need to ask for forgiveness. This is the other misconception is they have just as many incidences in people to forgive in their lives who may have let them down and not given them the proper guidance right, to get from right. point A to point B from childhood to adulthood. And I'll tell you a good point. I'll tell you something that I'm reminded of as you're talking, Valor. Um, most of the prisons I go into, I don't have a, uh, what's called a brown card because um, I'm not there that often. That allows me to go unescorted into, you know, the different yards. It's called a brown card. And I don't, I don't, hold a brown card. So uh, I have to have an escort. And the escort is usually someone uh, who is a staff member. It, it always actually is someone who's a staff member. Um, it can be uh, a correctional officer who wants to make a little extra dough on his time off, who volunteers, or it can be someone else. And they, and they, owe, and they, ha- and they, they sit in, in uh, usually the chaplain's office, which there is a barrier between that and the chapel itself, so they don't hear what's going on. But um, they, they uh, often ask me, you know, what kind of class is this? And I tell, oh, it's a, a class on forgiveness. Oh, wow! And 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 you know, tell me, tell me a little more. Is it forgiving others, forgiving ourselves? You know. So I, as we're walking in the yard, I tell them a little bit about the class, and you know, invariably. Uh, even in the short time that we're just talking and walking, you know, which is, you know, five minutes, they're sharing with me their stuff. You know, they're sharing with me their stuff. So, um, you know, everybody has some forgiving uh, to do. And everybody has some emotional wounds from the past, um, you know, that that carry an unnecessary weight on their shoulders. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it's... it's um, you know, it's, it's people on the inside, people on the outside. It's really the same. I mean, there's a lot of wounded people in this world that go back to childhood to identify a lot of these wounds. Um, and, uh, doesn't matter, you know, uh, you know, ethnicity or religion or, or things like that. It's just, you know, it's, this is a human being issue regarding family relationships. And, you know, in my own judgment, uh, a normal relationship is chaos. I mean, <laughs> you know, there, there is no normal relationship. You know, the, the, uh, the old movies, you know, uh, Harriet and Ozzy or whatever, you know, the, these old television shows where they show a family that all, all is happy and well and the kids are happy and well and they have a nice car and they wake up every day and they go to church on Sundays. You know, that's, that's not reality. That's not reality, you know. So dysfunction uh, happens everywhere. Isn't that the truth? We see yeah. it every day if you watch the news, especially. 
Yeah. I want yeah, to go yeah. back to something. Um, you made a comment when we were talking about support and accountability. And in the pledge, it says, I choose. And that's one thing I'd like to go back to is choices we make. How does someone go about making the choice to stop this work? How do they let go? I mean, so many people are afraid to let go of that barrier, that those walls that they've built up. Do you have any suggestions about how they go about seeking out a process like this? Well, you know, a couple of things come to mind. You know, I mean, first of all, <clears throat> if anybody is listening to this program that is saying, you know, I'd like to explore having a program like this where I am, <clears throat> you know, uh, they could certainly reach out to me um, or pr- probably be better to reach out to their community resource manager um, or, or their counselor and just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I've been listening to this podcast and there's a guy on there with the name of Rob Corbin and uh, he does a, a, you know, a, a, some, work on forgiveness and and uh i wanted to bring his work to your attention <clears throat> to see if it's if you could reach out to him and see if he's available to come in let me tell you valerie i uh i'll never say no to an invitation to come in to to a prison it might not be that week or that month but i'll never turn my back on it and uh you know the the crm or the uh counselor or the chaplain, you know, they, they, they've got the internet connection so they can Google my name um, and my contact information will come right up. You know, I've got, I've got some, you know, presence on the internet with, with, you know, stuff that I've done. So they'll be able to easily find me. You know, it's my last name is spelled C-O-R-B-I-N. First name is Robert. Um, and uh, they'll, you know, they'll be able to find me. So, uh, and then, uh, you know, on Facebook as well. So, um, yeah, go to, go to your CRM, go to, uh, go to your counselor, go to the, the chaplain or whoever you think has the, uh, whoever is lending an open ear and can, uh, you know, uh, articulate to themselves that there might be a need for this. The other thing is there's some great books out there, you know, before I, Develop this program. I did some book reading, and I went to the library, and I, I, uh, uh, you know, went to Amazon, and I bought some books on forgiveness. There's a lot of books on forgiveness, and a lot of great books on forgiveness. And I read some of these books uh, as a way to be able to, uh, you know, be uh, to, to be able to offer the, the best program possible. Um, and uh, and and so you know. I don't claim originality to my work. Uh, you know, we're all good students. Um, I just uh, claim that I'm a learner and, and based on my own experience. So a lot of, a lot of uh, good books out there. Um, and, uh, you know, the, uh, um, maybe in one of our future podcasts, I could present a list of some of these books that would provide your listeners with some resources and then they could contact their people in terms of maybe getting some of these books and and there's used ones as well, you know, on the market. Yeah, that would be great. And uh, because that's also something that 
I do sometimes too is send some books into some of the facilities. So, um, and I want to bring up something for those of you that don't have access to this program that Rob is um, doing right now. Uh, as far as accountability, if you want to do something to make some changes in your lives right now, think of something that you want to accomplish while you're there and talk it over with, you know, either a Sally or someone you trust and say, hey, this is what I want to do. And can you kind of have my back, you know, and it gives you that, that, that first step, you know, that's the thing about, you know, yeah. I read a lot of stuff with, um, by James Clear and there's somebody else on atomic habits and creating good habits. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those things. Accountability is a good habit to have yeah, um, yeah. because it does keep us in line. And, you made a really important thing, a comment about we often want to keep other people accountable, but we don't hold ourselves accountable. Sure. And, you know, yeah. I'm trying to eat really healthy right now, and I still will go and pick up that stinking cookie once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, if you look at it as you're putting poison into your body, you know, right, right, with right. the sugar and the fat and all the stuff you're not supposed to have, then right, you look right, at right. it a little bit different. So you know, the other thing, the other thing I want to go back to that you brought up, and that is, uh, you know, forgiving is a choice. Not forgiving is also a choice, right? So one of the things that uh, I occasionally use in my class that's very, very beneficial, and that is to 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 get a piece of paper, draw a line in the middle. One side you write down advantages, and then the other side you write down disadvantages, and and under advantages, answer the question, what is the advantage or what's the benefit to me of choosing not to forgive? What's the benefit to me of holding on to all these negative, emotional, toxic feelings that are, that, that are inside of me and have been for way too long? If I choose to hold on to those feelings, there's got to be a benefit to that. You know, we, we choose things that are supposed to be good for us, right? We choose things because there's going to be a benefit in that choice. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, visualize going through a buffet and, um, and they've got, uh, in the buffet, they've got liver and onions, and then they have chicken filet and steak, you know, uh, most people are going to choose something other than the liver and onions, right? It's a choice because it's going to taste better. So what's the benefit? The benefit is it's going to taste better, right? So um, it's a weird analogy, but there's some truth behind it. You know, what? what is the advantage? What's the benefit of holding on to anger and hate, resentment, remorse, regret? You know, um, if forgiving is a choice, and it is, there's got to be a benefit. And so, you know, this exercise is designed to show in clear black and white letters staring right at us uh, that at the end of the day that there is no benefit in choosing to hold on to all this stuff you know no one is a is a winner they're a victim when they choose to hold on to negative stuff and um, you know we, we have the uh, the right in this universe because of being a human being and and being able to make decisions to let go of that stuff Boy, 
in a short amount of time, we sure have covered a lot today. (laughs) I know that we wanted to uh, keep it around a half hour today. Was there anything else you want to add before we wrap up the session? Well, um, you know, for, for those who were listening, uh, if you want to send some, uh, some good vibes my way on my procedure today, it's a pretty important day. Uh, and, and, and you know what, I'm going to own my truth, uh, emotionally and say that I'm, I'm in, uh, I've got some fear going into this procedure. I've got some fear and some anxiety. Um, and I'm not afraid to share that, you know, and, uh, so maybe the, the people listening can send me some good vibes and I'll, uh, I'll grab some of them and that'll release some of my anxiety. So, but anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I want to say and, and how much I appreciate you and being able to be a part of this program. Thanks so much, Rob. And, you know, I have been talking about this to so many people um, saying, wait till you see what we have coming up, because I really feel that the message that you have is so important to everybody, but especially those people that are sitting inside who have a tendency to blame themselves for everything that's happened to them, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where they can forgive themselves for them being a human being, but also forgive others who that they loved or that they cared for and maybe mend some of those relationships and the ones that they can't at least be at peace. And that is so important to all of us to have peace within ourselves. Absolutely. One more thing I want to add before we go. And that is, you know, coming to that place of peace. One of the things that we fail to recognize, and that is that a lot of these emotions start when we were really young. Uh, as kids, you know, uh, eight, nine, 10, 11 years of age, we're powerless. You know, as an eight year old, we're powerless uh, to prevent things from happening to us by an adult, you know? Um, and, and we need to realize that, you know, that, that there's things that were said or done to us that were hurtful, but we didn't have the ability as a kid to react as an adult. And we need to, we need to, uh, realize that and understand. I think that'll help in some way to be able to uh, get rid of some of those feelings of fault. You know that that we weren't good enough, or we didn't do this, or we didn't do that. You know, as a, as a child, because children aren't the all almighty and powerful. You know, we're kids; we're not adults. So that's just a little takeaway from uh, this podcast. I'd like to leave people with. I'm going to add a little bit to that, too, is emotions. Children haven't learned how to deal with some of the emotions they're having. So the way that that's processed internally is different than how we look. When we relook at it as an yeah. adult, we have a, can have a different understanding. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, so we're sending all those positive vibes your way, Rob Corbin, <laughs> for a very healthy procedure, a very smooth day for you. Thank you. Everything's, the doctors are all had a nice restful sleep, <laughs> and they're waiting for you. Yeah. And amen. we'll be checking in with you as soon as you're ready. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you. Blessings your way. By the way, uh, I also want to say, uh, 
happy uh, Thanksgiving uh, to uh, all those listening and, and to you. I hope you have a good Thanksgiving. And you too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So I'd like to thank everyone for joining us again on the Prison Pod. Rob Corbin has been with us again today, and we've been talking about something really important, and that is don't do it alone.